Hey guys, welcome again to another episode of When the Scriptures Become Real. It's going to podcast where we learn, where we study, where we grow, and we try to become the best versions of ourselves as we can as we continue to serve our Lord. Again, you guys can find the podcast on YouTube and anywhere else you can get your podcast. And we're just so thankful that you guys are here and that you guys have found us and you're with us today. Check out the merch. There's new stuff on there, new crew neck stuff, uh, new hoodies, new shirts. So go check that out. I know we've had people order and we're just so appreciative for you guys and using that as an evangelistic opportunity. So we're thankful uh, for you guys as well. So as you can see, I'm not by myself here. I've got AKA Captain America, <laughs> AKA Sam Gam. <laughs> AKA, you didn't know Matt called me and Matt call you this all the time. So you have a lot of AKAs. Oh, what was that? Last <laughs> Sam? Sam Gam. Sam Gam. <laughs> Sam Gam. But <laughs> we're thankful to have Sam uh, Sam Lawrence on with us. He's not new to the podcast, but it's it's really um, it's a great opportunity for him to be in studio with us and and spend some time here uh, in St. Louis with us. And, and as we study with people, and he's kind of following us around here as we're as we're learning. So we're just grateful for Sam. But for those that don't know him, Sam will give some time to introduce yourself, and then we'll get started with our podcast today. So I am Sam Gam. <laughs> um, my name is Sam Lawrence, and uh, I am a student at the Southeast Institute of Biblical Studies in Knoxville, Tennessee. And um, so me and Jordan have been talking about doing this for, for a while. It's been a while. Uh, for a while. And uh, we're on our fall, br- fall break with school. And so uh, I finally had the opportunity to come up for a little bit. And so I got here last night. We, uh, it's, it's already, it's, it's already been a great trip so far and, um, yeah, um, just really excited about this lesson, really ready to get into it. Um, but yeah, I am uh, Sam Lawrence, AKA Sam Gang, and uh, I'm very thankful to be here and very excited for just everything that, that Jordan has going on and just, uh. Yeah, just really excited to be a part of the podcast again today. Yeah, I'm grateful to have him here and, and have him in person. Everything we've always done has either been a phone call or on a Zoom call. So this is kind of our first time in person, which is great that he can do this. And and this is the great thing about the podcast is how it kind of brings people together. And as we're studying, and we can we can build and, and grow our relationship with Christ together. All right, Sam, here we go. So this one I'm excited about. Oh, yeah. we just We've talked about this. We've actually studied about this. A little last night, but actually a lot this morning. Um, and, and our topic is is this. And I think you guys can relate to this because at some point in the past and maybe even currently, um, Sam and I have both felt this. So here's our topic. The journey from hollow to hope. <laughs> Gives you the chills. <laughs> the journey from hollow to hope. Now, here's how we're, we want to intro this. And Sam, I'll kind of pass this to you as we get our kind of initial thoughts before we really start talking and, and conversating on this on this topic today. But when you think about God, many times, uh, you know, we can pray to him, uh, we can worship him, we can build this relationship with him. But at times, maybe in your life, if you're listening, and even for us, does it seem like God doesn't care? Are, are there times where you feel as if we do what's natural? You know, you, you do a comparison. You look at what's going on with you. You look at what's going on with others. And you look at yourself and, and you kind of, you start to question. It's not like you believe this, but you start getting to the point where you ask, does God really care for me as he says that he does? Does that make sense of where we're going with Sam? So what are your kind of initial thoughts on on this topic of, the journey from hollow to hope. Oh, I mean, that's, 
you know, you brought up the title this morning on the car ride here, and then it just started going. <laughs> it, it just started going. It just started, it just started yeah. going. And we, we've been in the office for I don't know how long. Just, yeah, I mean, it's just, been a while. Just in there going, ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, it's been crazy. Um, but, I mean, it's, you know, that question of does God really care, you know, that mm. that's, man, you know, you face certain things in life. Uh, certain things don't wind up the way that, that we think they should, and that's yeah. the problem. You know, it, it, we think we have this idea of how we think things should turn out. That's it. And then when that's they don't it. turn out that way, we're like, you know, does God not care what's going on? You know, why why, why is all this happening? And so I, I won't say more than you know. I don't, I don't want to get ahead. I don't want to get ahead. You're getting ahead. I don't want to get ahead. But it's, <laughs> I mean, you know, Jordan, you know, with the title and just with with. A bunch of the material. I, I'm really excited. I'm excited. So here's where we're going with it. So maybe you're at that point. And, and when you think about this, so we want to define this before we even get started. Sammy, we looked at this. So there needs to be some definition here. So as we're conversating and just having a conversation and studying together, we have to understand the journey from hollow to hope. Now, right now, what does hollow mean? When you look that up, the word hollow actually means to to feel empty, to have this hole. And, and so when you think about where you are right now, does it feel like in some sense that you've asked yourself, number one, like we've said, that you've asked yourself, does God really care? Then number two, in some sense, have you have you felt empty lately? Or, and if you feel empty, then obviously, like Sam, you got to feel something, right? You got to feel that emptiness. So what and who have you been using to fill that hole of emptiness because you know that you're hollow? And then when you do that, does it feel like things just never get better? But I'm praying though, Sam, I'm coming to worship. I'm doing all these things, but I just feel like nothing's getting better. So I know you had, you had an encounter with someone that kind of had that same type of mindset. I, I'm doing the right things I feel like, but I'm just not, I don't feel it. I don't feel it. Yeah, so I was um, uh, I was at Jersey Mike's, which, by the way, if you have never gone to Jersey Mike's, it is incredible. It is good. <laughs> so good. It is really good. Oh, so good. <laughs> um, I was at Jersey Mike's in Knoxville um, maybe around a month ago and uh, was coming out, and there was this guy there who he was wanting some money. And uh, and so rather than give him money, you know, I just told him I would, I would get him something to eat. Yeah. And so we went in Jersey Mike's, and I bought him something to eat, and, uh, we were just talking outside, and he was just talking about how hard things had been. And, you know, he had just gotten back. I think he had just gotten out of prison. Um, you know, just his life, how hard it had been and things like that. And so I was just trying to find a way to talk to him about God and, yeah. and um, just was trying to figure out what kind of was the best way to approach it. Um, and so we were talking a little bit outside. And I was like, look, man, I said, you know, we can fill our lives. And I don't remember exactly what I said, but it was basically – we can try and fill our lives with alcohol, with drugs, uh, women, anything. Anything. And, you know, Ecclesiastes, you know, all of these things, vanity and vanity. You know, we think we know what's best for us until mm. we understand we don't. Like me and you were talking the other night. Mm. I am so good at knowing what I want, but I am terrible at knowing what I need. Ooh. Man, I, you know, I really, like, I, I think, <laughs> Ooh. Uh, and, and a lot of that, you know, pride. Yeah. Thinking I know what's best, but anyway. I know what's best. Um, so I was talking. That's another rabbit hole to go down. Yeah. I was talking. His name was James. Uh, and we were talking outside and, uh, and you know, just talking about all these things we can try and fill our lives with. 
and we just wind up empty. Mm. I was like, you know, the only thing we can really fill our lives with that's actually going to fulfill us is God. That's it. You know, that is that's you it. Know, Ecclesiastes twelve thirteen. You know, the whole of man. You know, the whole duty of man. You know, is to fear God and keep His commandments. Mm. You know, you want to be filled. You want to have a fulfilled life. Live for God. Live for the one who created you. That's how you have a fulfilled life. But and I have gone all around. What I'm sorry. No, oh, that's uh, good. But James, you know, I t- after after I told him that, he said, <clears throat> you know, he said I pray to God, but you know, nothing changes. Mm. You know, nothing gets better. You know, everything, everything. Uh, you know, I don't remember if he said everything gets harder, but he basically just said, you know, nothing, nothing changes. You know, I pray to him for things to get better, but nothing gets better. So I mean, and when you think about that, Sam, that's a that's a place where a lot of us can be fairly quickly to where you feel like, I feel like I'm doing that, but I'm just not getting anywhere. So now if that's the case in some way, maybe without you or me or, or us, without us knowing this, maybe we're hollow and maybe because of our impatience, maybe because of our, our pride, maybe because of other things, we know that we're hollow. So we've filled with other things in order to, to put some type of Band-Aid on it, if that makes So we're going to get into that. But here's, here's where we're going. So if you feel like now that there's, there's a sense of hollowness within you, here's the question. The journey from hollow to hope. So if we feel like the guy that you met or others, if we feel that way, then how do I get my hope back? Because here's the thing. When you're hollow, you're completely empty completely empty so now it's like how 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 am i ever going to feel like that again you know how how is this going to happen again how are how is this opportunity going to happen again so how do i get the hope back so here's what we're going to do as we study today we're going to look at a couple examples and guys i think as we study with sam and as we as we really walk through this I mean, it's helped us. Yeah. I mean, as well, we looked it, at it, it's helped us. Helping. It's, it's, ING. Yes. ING is helping. Absolutely. But, I mean, as you see it, I think you'll see how how easy it is to get to that hollow, bitter, cold state, but also that there's hope, too. There's hope there. So let, let's get into it. So here's our first one. So the journey from hollow to hope, understanding this, that it, it is a journey. Understand that this is not a one, two-day process. <laughs> understand that just in general off yeah. rip yeah. it's this is a journey this is not something that you're just going to get because you want to get it this is a marathon not a sprint that's it that's why we got to endure mm-hmm. so paul said that's, that's, that's why right. we got to endure because it's, right. it's a marathon yep. so now so uh, you're hollow right we're hollow so we're, we're trying to move from one state to the other so if i'm hollow what's the step to start moving from that cold bitter hollow step to a hopeful state. Number one, you have to feel and not fill. You have to feel and not fill. So now that hollowness, what, what is the definition again? The definition is a, an empty pit to feel empty. So when you feel empty, obviously something happened, whether that was tragedy, whether that was hurt, whether that was personal, whether that was pride, something happened to you. And when that something happened, what was your initial reaction? Did you totally feel that or did you feel it so you wouldn't have to feel? See what I'm saying? So, I mean, what are your initial thoughts before we get into Joseph here on that, on that feeling versus filling? 
That's good. <laughs> it's good. That's good. Because, I mean, you think about it. When you have a negative feeling of any kind, what are you trying to do as quickly as possible? Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Rid I don't want to feel that. What's the quickest way to fill a hole? Throw something in there. Throw, throw it throw in, there. in there. That's you know, it. With anything. Everything. You know, whatever takes the pain away, we try to fill it. That's it. And when we try and rush and get ahead of God, what happens? Make it worse. Make it worse. Make it, you know, we talked about Abram and Sarah. Mm. You know, Sarah said, you know, here's my handmaid. You know, let's try and help God out a little bit. Genesis 16. And, and when we do things like that, you know, we rush God. We make it worse. Mm. And so, like, like what you were saying, you know, we have to, we have to feel and not feel. So, I mean, so going back to your Genesis example with, with Sarah and Abram. So notice what they did. So they didn't want to feel how long it took to wait. So, you know, waiting, you got to feel through all that. You're good. You know, you, know, you got to feel through all that. <laughs> so as you're feeling through all of that, what were they? They're not, they're not willing to do that anymore. So now what should we do? Well, let's fill it with something. So I don't want to wait anymore. So let's fill the hole. Let's fill our hollowness with something else. So let's use Hagar. So, I mean, notice what they did here. So instead of feeling the situation, they filled it. So now for us, that empty, hollow feeling that you have, if you try to fill it, instead of going through it, you're always going to end up going through worse later. Because right now, we're not willing to take on and feel whatever that was. So, you know, we, we talked about Joseph. And I know you mentioned this. You know, think about him. So all those nights that he went through, and I think you mentioned this last night as we talked and studied, we never see Joseph necessarily complaining about it, but he's grinding through it and he's feeling everything. He's feeling everything, but it, it doesn't mean it didn't hurt, but he's feeling through it all. So I want you to explain that as we looked at, at that in Genesis 37. I mean, that's 37 on actually. It's incredible. The mentality that Joseph has, I mean, the, the faith we see there, because we don't see in the text at least that Joseph's asking questions. Joseph, you know, uh, Joseph's saying, why, why this, why that? You know, Joseph is getting upset, Ooh. frustrated. Well, we don't see that in the text. No. We just see Joseph just putting his head down and grinding through it all. That's amazing. Yeah, that's it. You know, me and you were talking last night, you know, about the faithfulness of Joseph. I don't think I would have made it past the pit. No. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I would like to think I would have. I'd like to say, oh, yeah, I could have made it to... To second in command, I don't think I, I don't could know. have. I don't know. I mean, that's that is that's amazing faith, you know. To I mean, you know, Second Corinthians five seven, you know, walk by faith and not by sight. Mm. You know, that's an easy verse, to, verse. That's an easy verse to quote, but when you're in the hard times, that's a hard verse to live. Yes. You know? Oh, because I mean, Joseph just. I mean, it's incredible. You know, just how. He stayed faithful. He kept going. Because how often do we look at the circumstances of life? Mm. And like we talked about last night, we use that to dictate who God is. That's it. You know, things aren't getting better, so God doesn't care. God doesn't care. You know, things aren't happening right now, so God doesn't care. That's it. How long did it take Joseph to you know, get to where he was? Years. Yes. Years. Decade. Yeah. A decade, a little bit over a decade. It, it took him that long. You know, it's just incredible. You know, and, and you think about it, Sam, it's so easy and I know as we talk about this, it, it can seem like a, um, an elementary topic, but when you're actually going through it, it's very easy to fill. It's extreme. Like you said, you can fill a hole with anything because it fits. So here's the thing about feeling and not filling. 
is when we do fill our lives, the weird thing about it is, like we looked at in Acts 27 last week, it might actually work for a while. It may be a temporary band-aid. But just because it works doesn't mean it's the best. So look at the pride level there for us sometimes. We think because things aren't working the way that we want them to work that I can fill this with something, and then I fill it, and then I can be the one to bring that satisfaction for me. So basically what we're telling God is that I can do your job better. I can do your job better because you're not doing anything. So instead of feeling and walking through and walking by faith with you, I'll just take matters into my own hands and I will try to make things work. And that's what happens in Genesis chapter 16. Try to make things work. And as we talked about it, we don't know how many times. <laughs> don't know how many times. It's, and you might be able to relate to this, but it's, it's very easy just to do that all the time. Just try to figure things out. You know what I mean? Oh man, that's I'm the world's worst at that. You know, and that's I mean, you know, we talked a little bit in there, uh, you know, Proverbs three, five, and six, you know, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Yeah. And then the next verse, you know, lean not on your own understanding. understanding. How easy is that to do? Very you know, the situation you're in, you try and figure it out. And then, you know, you're like, okay, you know, I think I've got it figured out. Let's, I think, I think I need to do this. And then that just falls apart. You're like, oh, wait, (laughs) maybe I don't know as much as I thought. And how hard is it sometimes to wait on God? Oh, man. Oh. Uh, we just got done talking about that. Uh, that it's, is, it is hard. Yeah, very hard. It's very hard. I don't do a very, very good enough job or a good enough job of. But, you know, just trusting in the Lord, you know, come, come, come with me. That's it. Come, come with, with me. And, you know, and then, you know, I just looked down at your Bible and saw I was on Genesis 18. You know, just having the mindset of Genesis 18, 14 all of the time. You know, where, mm. where God, God is talking to Abram and Sarah. And, That's you know, good and, and acknowledges that, that Sarah just laughed. And, you know, God's like, why did you laugh? And she says, you know, I didn't laugh. Mm. And then God says, you know, is anything too hard for the Lord? You know, just in the middle of difficult times, in the middle of hard times, asking ourselves that question. You know, is anything too hard for the Lord? Not, not, not putting it on me to try and figure it out. You know, not saying I have to figure this out, I have to do this, I have to do that, but... You know, a lot of things are too hard for me. Yeah. Is I, anything too hard for the Lord? That's it. That's it. And, and that takes humility mm-hmm. to even come to that conclusion. So now here's, here's what we're looking at, like with Joseph and with Abram. Joseph felt every aspect of how bad things were. And that's hard to do. Sometimes we kind of overlook that with Joseph from Genesis 37 to 50. That, well, okay, Joseph did this, and then he was here, then he was here, then he was here. But you have to understand that, that span of time from when he was brought into Egypt to when he was in second command, those are every single night things are hard. Now, for you listening, especially if, if, you, if, you, if you're you know, trying to do what's right, if you're trying to grow, if you're trying to be what God wants you to be, and then night after night after night after night after night, month, year after year, it's the same story over and over and over. It's the same and nothing changes. Now, your your commitment level might change. Your love for God might change. Your service to him might change, which it should. But guess what might not change? Those nights. So when those nights don't change, then guess what we don't want to do, Sam? I really don't want to feel this anymore. I really don't want to go through this anymore. So I felt like I've gone through this enough. So instead of feeling all these things, I'm going to fill this with something or someone. I'll fill it. So that's the danger of this, guys. 
is the journey from a hollow heart to a hopeful one is you have to feel as long as God wants you to feel that pain. Now, for us, we might say, well, that's cruel. But to God, this might this might be used for you to get closer to me. And you mentioned that last night. That's good. You mentioned that last night So about Joseph. So, I mean, just kind of talk about that a little bit before we kind of move on to this, to our, our play here with well, Paul. <laughs> Oh man, that's where I was at. Well, well, I think I don't. I don't think I'll jump ahead if I say this. Um, stop me if I do. Um, so Second Corinthians twelve. I'm not. Am I jumping ahead? If no, I'm you're ahead? good. It'll probably transition over. We're well, good. And and like, so, and we were talking about this in the parking lot walking in. You know, when things are hard, when things are difficult, when we don't understand, we have to just trust in the nature of God. That's who it. He is. That's it. Knowing that even though things are hard, things are difficult, we know that God is a perfect God and Father, and He wants what's best for us. You know, like I said, I know what I want, but I don't know what I need. God being the perfect God and Father he is, he's always going to do what's best for us. You know, we may squirm. We may not like it. You know, do you like getting a shot? I no. hate needles. <laughs> hate it. You know, if somebody's trying to give me a medicine some medicine with a shot, I'll just be like, I'll be with that. I'll, I'll be fine. I don't want it. I'll live. But we got to have it. You know, it, it makes us better. You know, God is going to do what's best for us, even if it hurts. Mm. I think of Paul in 2 Corinthians 12, Paul pleading with God, you know, thorn in the flesh, you know, just take it away. Take it away. God says, my grace is sufficient. Why? Because my power is made perfect in, in weakness. weakness. And, you know, Paul sees, you know, that the thorn in the flesh was to keep him from being exalted above measure, was to keep him humble. God can sometimes use the circumstances, the sufferings, the hard things in life for our good. That's it. You know, and it's understanding who God is, the nature of God, that he always wants what's best for us. Mm. He's always going to do what's best for us. God wants us in heaven with him, and he's going to do whatever he has to to keep us faithful. You know, but we get so caught And that's love. Yeah, that's love. And that's true love. That is is true love. He won't fill it for you. He said, no, oh, man, that's a whole other. You know, that's just the love of God. Mm -hmm. You know, just how how perfect he is, how great he is, how loving he is, you know, and just he's just he's always going to do what's best for us. That's his nature. Yes. That's who he is. He's just. Okay, so that that transitions us. So now I want you to talk about kind of, so we looked at this, these three R's here. So how can we learn, as we kind of talk about this with you, how can we learn to feel and not fill? So there's a a couple R's here that if you guys are listening, just remember these things because this is helpful. So, Sam, if you could just kind of go through this and and we'll talk and study through this, but how, how can I learn if I'm hollow, if I've gone through this stuff, how can I learn to feel it and not to fill it? So how can we learn to feel it and not fill it? Well, it's, it's hard. It, <laughs> it's, it's hard. It is hard. And you that know, goes to your first one. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the first one. We've got reflection with Paul. You know, like you pointed out, you know, <sighs> Paul was always quick to say, I am the chief yeah. among sinners. You know, Paul remembered who he was. Paul remembered what God had already done for him. You know, we talked about Second Peter chapter one verse nine earlier in the in, in the student or in the in your office. You know, where he goes to talking about you know adding these things to your faith. You know, virtue, knowledge, self control, all of these things. And it says the one who's not adding these things is nearsighted. He's mm-hmm. blind. He's forgetting that he was cleansed from his former sins. Paul always remembered what God had already done for him. So when we start thinking 
uh, you start, we start having these negative feelings saying, does God really care? Because, I mean, that's the question we're trying to answer. Right, that's does he question. care? God has shown us already his greatest sign of that he cares, the cross. You know, Romans 5, verse 8, God demonstrates his love for us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. The most loving thing that's ever been done or ever will be done has it's, already been it's done. that action. That's Christ it. on the cross. That action. You know, when we ask the question, does God care, we need to do what Paul did, and that's reflect. We need to turn around and we need to look at the cross and say, God will never show me a greater demonstration of his love than that right there. Does he care? Absolutely mm. he cares. And not only that, but he continues to care. We were talking about this last night. The very fact that me and you are here in the studio breathing, uh, we had some delicious blueberry crumble coffee. It it's was, great stuff. Oh, delicious. <laughs> but all of that, you know, it's grace, it's mercy, it's God continually caring. Uh, God blesses us each and every day with so much more than we deserve. But, you know, talking about me, me, you know, how, how often do I take that for granted? You know, I want more, you know, more. But Paul does such a good job of reflecting on what God's already done. And, and remembering what God's, you know, if, if we're a Christian mm. and we're struggling, having difficulties, you know, hollowed and not hopeful, we need to stop and reflect, okay, let, what has God already done for me? That's you it, know, yeah. A, am I a Christian? And, and I know I'm long-winded here, I'll say this, but if we're a Christian, we have to continually remind ourselves of this. We have the greatest thing we could ever hope to have in this life already. You know, we have peace with God. We have the forgiveness of our sins. We have a hope that's in heaven. We have fellowship with one another. We have, there is no person, no thing that could ever fill us with what God's already given us. God has given us the greatest possible thing already mm. in Christ. And, and so notice that's like a two-front reflection as we think about that and think on this. So number one, Paul in order to feel it and not to fill it, Paul was able to reflect on God, like you said, just on his grace, on his mercy, on his love, on the best action that has ever been done, right? So he was able, John chapter 3, verse 16. But here's the other side of reflection that Paul was able to do. Paul was able to reflect on him. So now instead of Paul trying to make himself feel better about his situation, Paul said, no, I understand who I am. I am the chief of sinners. I am the least of the apostles. I know who I am. See, that's what we're afraid to do sometimes, Sam, is as we study and as we reflect, a part of it is because I don't want to really see who I am and how I can improve. I'll fill it with things and people that will uplift me to make me feel better than what I am. So it's a, it's a false, it's a false reality that, that you're living because I'm not willing to reflect. Like Paul said, on one side, I know who I am, but on the other side, I know who God is, too, and what he's done. If we don't do that, you will always fill your life oh, with the wrong things oh, and the wrong people. Every and, time. Oh, that's exactly right. Every time. That's exactly right. You know, that's because it's, it's hard. You know, it's, it's hard. It's painful. You it, take, it is hard. You, you take that deep look at yourself. It's, it's on me, right? It's on me. What? You're, you're going to see some things you don't like, yeah. and you're going to be forced to deal with it. You know, Paul, and this is, this is a summation of, of, I mean, I hope I can live with this mindset every day. I mean, I fail every day, but I hope I can trying to my best to live this mindset every day. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 10, he says, by the grace of God. I am what I am. <laughs> there it is. And think about I that. I am what I Does am. Does that not encapsulate the Christian life or anyone? That's it. By the grace of God. If, if we're here alive today, it's by the grace of God. If we're a Christian today, it's by the grace of God. I mean, yes, faithful obedience 
is required. We have to meet the conditions that God has put out. But the very fact that we're able to meet those conditions, is that not God's grace? Yeah, that's it. That's him. By God's grace, we have to, before we can be hopeful, before we can go from hollow to hope, we have to first understand it's by God's grace where we are where we are. Humility. We have to quit looking for more and understand what we already have. Before we can before we can be satisfied and feel it, we have to be content in what God's already I mean, that's hard. Though. That's, it's that's it's hard, a hard, you know? and and that's why it's so easy to <sighs> fill it because I don't want to. Guess what? That takes to do that stuff, Sam. I mean, it takes work. Yeah, and I don't want to work right now. And, so I'm gonna fill this. And it takes. You're trying to rest the process. Uh, it, yeah, this is a part of the process. Now we talked about processes, Joseph. This is what's so impressive about him, is like you said last night. It wasn't like he wasn't disappointed in those things, but he didn't. He just grinded through. It's not my responsibility. That's amazing. Like, it's, that's a, it's an amazing mindset that he had. So the, the, the first thing, so how do I feel instead of fill? You have to reflect on both sides of the coin. Reflect on you, but also reflect and remember God's nature. So then two, here's our second one, is you have to remember. So this goes back to Moses. This goes back to all these other things where remember God's past faithfulness. God is faithful. Right. So if he's faithful, then we have to remember his past faithfulness to us. So as we remember those things, then that will boost your confidence, that boosts your trust, that boosts when things don't make sense. So I know you had another one on Paul, too, because he also remembered as well. So I want you to I want you to mention that, too, because that's that's good. Man. So I, I was looking, that's good. I was looking down on that. And I was like, I was trying to remember where I was. I remember one point I was going with that, but I forgot where I was going with Paul. Maybe I can, maybe I can spark it. It might have been Philippians two, with pressing forward. Oh, that's. I think it was. Was that or was that that was the forward not Three. finished? Yes. That was the forward. Yeah. Oh, that's good. So, uh, oh, right here. Okay. So Revelations two five and six. That, there you go. Yeah. So that's Revelations it. That's two five and six. Um. So about remembering, you know, because the church at Ephesus here, because mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out what church it was, and you were like, that's it. One that's the one. I was like, that's, that's right. That's right. And so, because here, verse four. You know, but this I have against you, what? That you have left your first love. Okay, so what do they do now to return to that first love? Therefore, remember from where you have fallen and repent for the deeds you did at first. We have to we have to remember. You know, we have to remember and you know, that makes me think of Psalm fifty one, you know, where where David is lamenting the sin with Bathsheba. And later on in that psalm he says, Restore unto me the joy of your salvation. We have to remember what God's already done for us. Like you said, we have to remember God's past faithfulness. Mm. You know, David with David and Goliath, you know, he's talking with Saul. And he says, you know, they're like, How, you're not going to be able to do this. How are you going to be able to do this? And David says, the God who, who, delivered, the, you know, who delivered me from the hand of the lion, it. the paw of the bear, you know, he'll deliver this Philistine into my hand. We, we have to remember and reflect on what God's already brought us through. That's it. How many of the things which we're enjoying right now are things we used to pray for? Yeah. How, how many? How many of the blessings? One hundred percent. Oh, and so it's, it's, you know, it's always being thankful and always remembering what God's done for us. I want you to think about this. Okay, so I, I'm gonna throw a wrench in this. So, nevertheless, right, verse four, I have somewhat against thee because thou hast left thy first love. Mm-hmm. So think about this, Sam. We're talking about feeling and not filling. Mm-hmm. When we leave our first love. We'll always replace it with the first thing. When we leave our first love, which which is him, 
which is God, which is which is by his grace. He's made me what I am. When we leave that, we will always replace him with the first thing that shows up. We'll replace him. So guess what we're doing even with him? We're filling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is, I mean, think about, and we've all done it. We've all done it. But just think about the pride level there. You've left your first love, which is me, which is, which is God. And you thought that you could fill that with something else or with others. It doesn't even compare. It doesn't even compare. No, no. Not it, it's not even close. Uh-uh. But this is why the remembrance, the, and notice, it's almost like he's pleading here. Please just sit and remember. Remember it. And I think that that's an aspect of this that we miss because when we don't remember, we stay hollow. Because we think right now in this state where for you, if you're listening, where things aren't working out, that's all you see right now. You just see things in this ball just kind of messed up. But sometimes we forget to look back at when things were actually working. So when was things actually nice in my life? When were things actually working when were things actually well when i knew god we have to that's why he says you have to remember that you got to take time you have to take time to reflect and remember that and sometimes you might have to come back <laughs> that's a whole nother that's a whole oh, nother thing like, man. Yeah, I'm, 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 my mind's <laughs> that's a whole it's, right a, it's a whole nother it's a whole oh, nother thing man. but i mean i think about luke 15 mm, oh you know oh. the prodigal so that that's a whole lesson on mercy because as he sits there, he remembers, right? Nebuchadnezzar, and, he sat and he remembered. I mean, sometimes we have to be humble just, to remember. And just, that's, you know, that's, that's how often does pride, we were talking about this all last the time, time, how often does pride cause the suffering we're in? You know, we let our pride. It's self-inflicted. Yes, because we think, you know, I know what's best. Mm-hmm. I know the right way. But talking about the idea of does God care, you brought up the prodigal son. How did the father react to the son when he was returning? Ran. 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 Met him, kissed him on the neck, bring out the best this, best that. He was he was almost happier than the son was, you know? That's it. He I couldn't mean, even get out his speech of what he wanted to say. I mean, and that's, does God care? God cares. Absolutely he does. The here's the truth of the matter. For anyone who's out there hurting, going through difficulty, struggles, wherever you may be right here and now, here's the fact of the matter. God cares for you more than anyone or anything ever could. Amen. Yep. There is no one or nothing in this life that will ever take the place that God, that God has you know, in our lives. Mm-hmm. Nothing or no one will ever care for us the way God does. It may not feel like it. It may not look like it. But there's, if there's one thing I know in life, it's that. That's right. You know, circumstances don't dictate that whether God loves us or not. You know, and what I mean by when I say that, I mean we can't, you know, things are going bad. Things are going difficult. For the faithful Christian, difficulties do not mean that God does not love us. Right. Ooh. That, okay. So we got to keep going. This is. <laughs> this is. Okay. So there's. So how do we feel and not fill? There has to be reflection. We have to. We have to remember. Mm-hmm. And then the third one here, there has to be a sense of renewal. There has to be some level of change. And I know you have some references there. So I mean, kind of go. I think you have what First Peter. Oh, First Peter five. Uh. Romans twelve two. Romans, was the that's right, that's right, the, that's the one. The next one was the First Peter five one. Yeah, so I mean, so kind of take us there. So see where we're going. So reflection, remember, and then a sense of renewal here. And so it's so we talked about reflection, reflecting on who we used to be, um, remembering, remembering what God has done for us, and then renewal. 
um, I heard um, uh, one of our teachers mention this, and it was pretty cool. Um, he talked about a lot of times as Christians, new Christians, you know, we, uh, you know, we can fall away because it's like getting into bed. It, hmm. it, sometimes people just get into bed right there on the corner and they don't, they don't, they don't move over anymore. You know, if you become a new Christian and you don't grow, it's a lot easier to fall out. Because think about it: if you get in bed and you never move over, it's a lot easier to fall. It's a lot easier to fall. And so the idea of renewal is, you know, Romans twelve two. You know, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed how by the renewing. By the renewing. That's it. And so, how are we to be renewed? How are we to be? You know, Colossians 1, 9 through 11 talks about being strengthened, how? By knowledge, by God and his word. You know, we want to be, and you know, Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing. hearing. How are we to strengthen our faith? We are to read, study, know, and do God's word. Mm. If, you know, we're in the world every day. So we're going to be around the influence of the world. If we're not in the word every day, how do we expect to become more like Christ? You know, how? We have to renew ourselves by studying God's word, and we have to remind, you know, how do we remind ourselves of the wonderful hope that we have in Christ? Reading God's word. That's it. Studying God's word. You know, and that's, you know, I mean, last night we just, I mean. We just. Oh, I mean, it's. We just went off. We just kept going. It is. It we is. just I kept mean, going. It's awesome. Michelle had to grab she us. Did. <laughs> she, she had did. to grab. Matt's got to go to bed. <laughs> and I was like, okay, one more thing. <laughs> one more. One more thing. But, I mean, it's, you know. God's word is just a wonderful treasure that He's left us with. You know, it's, it, it's, it's a great. wonderful treasure. You know, the psalmist compares it to gold. You know, and it's it's a wonderful thing. You know, God's left us with His word. So, so now as we talk about this, here's our last kind of thing before we kind of move on to our next one. Here is instead of feeling and not filling, obviously there has to be some reflection. You got to remember and you got to renew. But there's also a warning with this: we have an enemy. Yeah. And you mentioned this, and I'm I'm glad you mentioned this is we have an enemy because here's here's how slick Satan is, guys, and I want you to understand this as we study together. The journey from hollow to hope. Obviously, in that hollowness that you're in right now, that hollowness, that coldness, that bitterness of heart that you have, that's easy to get to. It's an easy space to get to. What you can do is you can begin to question, and Satan will allow your mind to continue to question, does God care like he says he does? Because here's the thing about it. We already have the victory over him. Mm-hmm. Oh, death, where is I stink? Right? We That's already good. have, we already won. That's good. But here's, here's the one play that Satan has on all of us guys, and we don't want to miss this. If, if Satan right now for you and, and your specific situations, if he can get you to question if God cares specifically about put your name there, it's on. It's game time now. Because if, if he can get you to question, God cares about them, but he doesn't care about you. If, if he can single you out among your friend group, among your brethren, among your family, he cares about them. But look at, he hasn't done anything for you. He hasn't given you anything they have. So now think about what he did with, with Eve in, in the book of Genesis. God said, you will surely die if you eat of this fruit. What did Satan say? You will not surely die. You will not surely die. So what did he get Eve to do? Question it. What about, what about, um, what about Job chapter 1? So now he's asking God. He's saying, if you take away this hedge, he will surely curse you to the face. 
He's trying to get people to question God's faithfulness and his nature. And if he can get you to question that, guys, we're always going to fill it. We will always fill our lives because if then that's where the pride kicks. Oh, I, maybe I got to figure it out. Maybe I got to do something. Maybe I got to go out and find this. Maybe I got to do. So now we find ourselves at Genesis 16 with Abram. The promise is there. Let me figure it out. Let me fill this hole. So, guys, as, as here's the encouragement from our first one from the journey from hollow to hope. I know it's easy to fill your life with other things and people. I wish I could tell you um, it's going to be an easy journey. It's not. It's not. It, it, most likely, if you follow it the right way, there's going to be some Joseph years for you. Just to be honest with you, there's going to be some Joseph years. And uh, it, it's going to be hard. It's going to be really hard. And you're going to question a lot of things. And you're going to have to deal and feel with those nights. It's not fun. It, it's It's hard. It's hard. And you'll be tempted to fill. But... If we reflect and and we remember and we renew, and like Sam said, if we focus on God's present and always on his faithfulness and on his nature, we're kind of getting to our third one here, but if we focus on that, we'll be fine. Well, and that's that's exactly right. I mean, it's, you know, it's the difficulties really happen, yes. I mean, we talked earlier, you know, Acts 14, 22, where... I believe it's Paul, you know, it talks about through many afflictions we must enter the kingdom of heaven. Mm. Uh, in 2 Timothy 3.12, talks about the righteous will be persecuted. It I mean, will happen. The difficulties will happen, but we can take comfort in knowing that when they happen, God's there. That's it. And God cares. You know, no matter, you know, we talked about, you know, talking about Satan earlier, you know, that's, we need to know our enemy. That's it. You know, as soldiers of Christ, we have to know our enemy because our enemy knows us. You know, and he's, he's, he's <laughs> he gonna, knows you specifically. He, he knows. Come, he's going to come after he us. He knows. Right. And, you know, we're not, First Peter 5, 8, you know, talks about the devil is a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. I-N-G. God, That's a constant. God has the best in mind for us. Satan has the worst in mind mm. for us. And so how do we overcome Satan? You know, like you said, we've already got the victory. That's a great point. Right. We, we, we have the victory over Satan. And, <laughs> you know, and Second Corinthians 2, 11, you know, where Paul says, you know, we are not to be ignorant of the enemy's schemes and devices. That's it. And you brought up Genesis 3, and, you know, we have to, he will try and make us question God, whether he cares, you know, but. I mean, you think, think about, when you think about it just in layman's terms of it, obviously we've got the victory, Mm -hmm. because like you said, the cross, John 3, I mean, it's the beauty of that, it's just, there's nothing that compares to that, but notice what Satan is trying to get us to understand. We've already won. So if we if we're playing a game, and and again, I don't want to be blasphemous in comparing this to a game, but just so our minds can understand, if we're playing a game, and we've won, and we see the scoreboard, and everybody's gone, the game is over. Mm-hmm. Satan is coming and saying, "You didn't win." What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. You're, it's it's a con, it's a convincing of your mind that you don't have what you have, yep. and when he convinces you that you don't have the win. You will fill it with things that you think you need. It's a, it's it's the smartest move. And it's, it's the best thing that he has on us. And it's almost uh, not. It's almost convincing us of that and convincing us that we need more. We need more. Like with Eve, you we know, need more than the cross. You know, God, this will make you wise, like God. That's you know, it. Knowing, I mean, and so it's almost like God had already given them everything they needed, right? He had already blessed them. Given, has he not done the same for us? Mm-hmm. But we we become discontent when we think, what I need more. I need more. I need you know, and, and then, then and then what do we do? We'll fill. And then 
We'll fill it. Let me read just one passage mm, of scripture because it, that's good, man. You know, talking about the idea of does God care? You know, Romans. Um, that's good. Romans eight thirty two. You know, it's it's remembering what God's already done for us, and Romans eight thirty two says, "He who indeed did not spare his own son, but delivered him over for us all." So remembering that, and then what? How will he not also with him graciously give us all things? He's already given us the given us the greatest gift of all in Christ. You know, he's going to take care of us. He's going to see us through. It may not be the way that that I that I understand. It may be not be the way that I envision. That's it. But it's going to be the best way. That's it. Ooh, that's so the journey from hollow to hope. So this is just the first. This is the <laughs> first know. step. I know. I'm this sorry. is the. This is this is so good though. This is the oh, first step. Man. We we have to feel instead of fill. So then, number two, as we're kind of conversating and studying, going through this together, then it's faith and not figuring it out. Now, this is where we said we sh- we've struggled because how are we supposed to walk? For we walk by faith and not by sight. But what do we tend to do after we fill our lives with other things and people? Now that I've got control, now guess what else I have to do now? I got to figure this out. But where has God ever called us to figure it out? But the, but who convinces us that we have to? Satan. That's another part. He's the master convincer. The master convincer. So now as we think about it, you know, you think about, we mentioned Genesis 12, mentioned Genesis 16, um, how Abram tried to figure it out. And as he tries to figure it out, we understand things did not go the way that he wanted them to go or Sarai to go. So now we're in 18. Is anything too hard for the Lord? So now for us, from that hollow heart to a, a, a hopeful one that has hope and that believes again, faith is so integral in believing again in anything, believing in God again, believing in whatever you want to put there again. Faith is so integral because you can't not go through life believing in something. So, I mean, obviously you can have, you can have your time where, okay, this is not working, but you can't go throughout the rest of your life believing that, things aren't going to work. You're going to be in this constant cold state. And, I mean, that's not a way to live. You know, and when you think about Jesus, you know, and like you mentioned, Romans 10. So now where does that come from? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So, I mean, that's the importance of of, of study and just conversating and, and prayer because that's the type of stuff that builds your hope back again. And, and that's the beautiful thing about and I, you know, I can't speak for Sam, but for him coming, coming down and hanging out for a little bit, both of us are able to pour into each other, and it's almost like a sense of with your brethren. It's almost like you help them to believe again. Now, the, the situations that people go through are different, but regardless, people people need something. Yeah. So now it's like I I may not have gone through specifically what you're going through. But as your brother, as your sister, keep believing. You know what I mean? You got to keep. I mean, why couldn't the Israelites in the book of Hebrews, why couldn't they enter in? Because of unbelief. That's right. And that's, you know, talking about Hebrews, I was thinking of like Hebrews 10, 24, and 25. That's it, yeah. You know, not forsaking the assembling together of some, as is the habit of some, but why are they supposed to assemble together? You know, to consider one another and to stir up one another unto love and good works. Mm. You know, part of assembling together is encouraging love and good works, you know, keeping one another going. And and here's, here's something that we have to understand too. So 
when, when you think about faith and when you talk about belief, here's, here's what's so important about this. And I think the book of Hebrews um, explains this the best. So Hebrews chapter 3 and chapter 4. So specifically in verse number 13, notice what it's, notice what it's saying that we should do. Actually, let, let's begin in verse 12. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief. So now if we are in a state where because of the things that have happened to you, that your heart has become so cold and bitter and hollow towards God, towards people, towards whatever you want to put there, that leads to your heart being evil. Because what does that lead to? I don't believe anymore. I don't believe in people anymore. I don't believe in goodness anymore. I don't believe in realness anymore. I don't believe in God anymore. So what? where's our heart at? It's evil. So now, take heed, lest your heart get there. And departing from the living God, what you mentioned, verse 13. So how do we learn to get out of that? But exhort one another every single day. But most times, well, I'll see you Sunday and Wednesday. Outside of that, though, you get no exhortation. Exhort one another every single day. So what are we helping each other do? Satan is going around all of our brethren to me and you trying to convince us Mm -hmm. that we're not who we are and then our hearts should get cold towards people and towards God, but we should go around and helping each other. Don't believe that. Do not believe that lie. And and what happens, you know, when, when, when you're going through things like this, how easy is it to start focusing on yourself? 100%. And then what does, that, yeah. what, what does that keep you from doing? Exhorting. Your brother. Exhorting. You think about the domino That's effect. It. Think about the domino it's effect. It's simple. You have, a, you, have a, uh, you have a congregation, they're so inwardly focused on their own difficulties, no one's getting exhorted. You know, the mm. enemy's winning. You know, what's... You know, you, I've heard in lessons before, I think, I can't remember who, uh, I can't remember offhand who it was, but it may have been for multiple people. But anyway, um, you know, one of the quickest ways to get out of a hole is to do what? Help somebody else out of a hole. Mm. You know, help somebody else Help out somebody hole. else. Yeah. Help somebody else. That's it. Ooh, okay. <laughs> and that's okay. <laughs> this is. <laughs> well, okay. Well, and that's like Second Corinthians 1, you know, blessed be the God of all comforts who comforts us in our afflictions that with the comforts with which he comforts us, we can do we what? We can comfort others. Mm. So now, okay, so now this goes back to your thing about the cross, verse 14. For we who need to be exhorted that may have evil hearts, for we are made partakers with him. If we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast until the end, while it is said today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your heart. So now, bro, think about what we're helping our brethren do. I know you've been through that. I know things are tough. I know this has happened to you. This has been said about you. These things are happening. I get it. But do not quit. Keep believing in God's nature. But here's, here's what makes Joseph so incredible. He didn't have anybody to tell him that. Think about that, Sam. We have each other right now for this week. He had nobody for years. He had nobody in his ear. Oh. Telling him you can do it, that I believe in you, that that I mean he had not, so that's why I say his heart could have been the worst. I mean it could have been black, his heart could have, but he had nobody. Nope. Obviously the text says that the Lord was with him, but in terms of a physical person to tell him to keep going, he had no one. But he made it. 
You know what I mean? Which shows for us, as we help each other, I mean, we got we to gotta help, man. I mean, we got to keep doing this. Because if, if we don't, we're going to have our brethren and even ourselves walking around with hearts that are just, I mean, they're, they're bricks. And we, and we got to avoid that. We got to avoid that at all costs. But in order to do that, we have to walk by faith instead of trying to figure this thing out on our own. It just says exhort. It doesn't say figure it out. So here, here's one more real quick thing before we move to our last one here. And, and you can attest to this, and, and here's our last one here. But when you think about exhortation, when you go back to that text in verse 13, it says, but exhort one another daily. It doesn't say fix everyone's problems. So sometimes we take exhortation as I can't exhort you because I can't fix that issue. So if I can't fix your issue, I can't exhort you. That's not what exhortation is. Exhortation is I may not have the answer, and most likely I probably don't. But what I can tell you to do is I believe God. Yeah, and you don't have to have the and answer. And you don't have to have the answer. You don't have to have the answer to that's give somebody it. hope. That's, you, know, you don't have to have the answer there, to That's give somebody where hope. we're going, right you know, there. Because, right mean, there. What, we all have, we, we reflect, we remember. We remember the hope we already have in Christ. That's it. I don't have the answer to your problem, but I know that you're a Christian. And that's I know that you have hope. Right there. You know? I know that you're a Christian and you have, that's it. Think about if you hear that all the time from your brethren, I don't have the answer, but remember who you are. Remember who you are. You're a Christian. You have, Oh man, that's good. That's good. Oh man. Cause it's good. But think about, we need to do that more. I guess that's all I need to say. We just need to do that more. I could do a lot better. We just need to do that more. Okay. That that has to just remember, remember who you are. Cause it, how, how easy is it to get to be like, well, you know, I can't encourage them. I've got to fix my own problems. That's first. it. You know? That's it. i got to fix me. You know, mm. No, 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 no. We, we, mm. we still have a responsibility to encourage. That's it. You know? Okay. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> that's, uh, man. Oh, that's good. That, that's, that's good. good. <laughs> but, but you guys are seeing, as we're talking, that's the journey from being hollow to having some hope now. So then here's our third one. And Sam, this was your point. This was good. This is this is good as you brought this up. I, there was like fifteen oohs. There was, there was we, a lot of oohs as we went through this one. But here's the, here's the thing, though. So as we as we kind of close these thoughts in, in our study, the journey from having a hollow heart to having some hope again and starting to believe in things again. Understand this. You have to keep going forward. Because it's not finished. Now, sometimes we can have this mindset that, okay, I've done these steps, so I feel like I deserve this, I guess, this peace or this oasis or this whatever you want to put there. But God never promised that. But he just said, just keep pressing forward. Keep pressing forward because guess what? It's not done yet. (laughs) It it really will never be done until he comes back. It'll never be done. So I know I, I think you had something, Sam. On what was that? Uh, Romans. So yeah, there was um, there was Philippians three thirteen and fourteen. Yes, and then that there was, was we got to um, go to both of those. And then there was uh, I'm trying to think where the second. Oh yeah, First Peter one thirteen. Yeah, so, we got to go to we got to go to both of those. So yeah, Philippians three thirteen and fourteen. You know, you were talking about the idea of going forward, and you know, think about all that Paul had gone through. You know, he's in he's in jail, and he's 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 encouraging the Philippians, but. You know, Paul in prison, you know, mm. Philippians three thirteen and 14. Paul said, brothers, I do not consider myself as having laid hold of it yet. You know, I'm not there yet. I'm not there. 
But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and doing what, reaching forward to what lies ahead. You know, I'm mm. not there yet. That's it. I haven't, I'm not there yet. And I know I'm not there yet, but what do I keep doing? This one thing I do, I keep going Pressing forward. forward. And then Philippians 1 verse 6, you know, he says, For I am confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will perfect it into the day of Jesus Christ. I'm not finished, mm. and God's not finished with me. You know, that's what Paul said. I'm not finished. I'm going to keep moving forward. Because I know what God's not finished with me yet, and that's and that's oh, and that's you know Philippians one twenty one you know for me to live is Christ to die is gain, but if I am to live in the flesh that will mean fruitful labor for me for mm-hmm. I do not know what I will choose and then he goes on to say you know I'm hard pressed between the two, and then he just basically goes on to talk about you know God's not finished with me here yet, um, but anywho anywho, okay, <laughs> so <laughs> verse. Uh, what did, what did you bring? So verse 6 of chapter 1. Mm-hmm. You notice that word showed up twice. Be confident. It showed up here and in Hebrews 3. Being confident of this very thing, that he hath begun a good work in you, he will perform it. So I, that's the exhortation level that you mentioned. I don't know. And I can't solve your problem. Brother, I wish I could. Sister, I wish I could. But here's what we do know. Number one, like you said, you're a Christian. So understand and remember who you are. But then number two, understand that however God seems fit, he will perform. Now, that's a level. So here's the thing about it, and we talked about this. I forgot how long ago this was. But sometimes with encouragement, we have good intentions. I'll say that. We have very, very, very good intentions when we say things like um, things will get better. Or when we say things like, it'll happen for you. Or, and I understand that. And I've said those things before. So we're very, and I'm, I'm never, you know, downing anyone who's ever said that. Because we say that with really good intentions. But I think moving forward, as we study, I don't think I, I want to say those things to people anymore. I think it's more of remembering who you are. And it's more of whatever the Lord's going to do, he will perform it for you. Now, until that happens, let's pray together. Let's study together. Yes. Let's do that together because that's all I know well, what to do. I'm not trying to figure this out for you. We can't do that, man. That's 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 like Galatians six one. You know, bear one another's burdens, so for the law of Christ. And how comforting, how you know, just when you said it a second ago, it, I, it kind of felt like a weight was lifted off a little bit. You know, to hear somebody say, you know, not not say it's going to get better, but to say God's not done with you yet. That's it. He's, he's not, not done, done with you. He's not done. He's not you done. Because when you get in those difficult times, you just think this is it. It's over. This, this is it. Yeah. It's over. But to hear somebody say, God's not done with you yet. You know, think about how encouraging that that's, is. That's encouraging. You know, that's just. Because people can feel like it's over. Yes. Because they that, can feel like it's because of what they've been through. Yeah. It's over. You, you just think you're blocked in. You know, this is it. But God's not done with you yet. You and that's that, true. Because we can, we can always say that. God's not done with you. You can always say that. God's not done. Because. That doesn't mean it's going to get better instantly. That you know, you're not saying that. You're, just you're not saying, saying it's not going done. to get better. That's, that's right. True. You're not saying they're going to get or not get something. But you, he's not done. He's not done. He's still there. He's working. He still cares. Mm, forward, not finished. <laughs> that's it. Forward, not, not finished. finished. That's it. Oh man, that's it's just it. this has been. Um, this this is it. <laughs> this is this has been uh, very very encouraging. And I hope, like for you, as as you're listening, um, and as you study with us. I really hope that this can provide, the scriptures can provide that level of encouragement for you. Um, because, again, like we mentioned before, this is a journey from coming from a uh, a hollow heart 
to a hopeful one again. Like th- this is a journey to take. Um, so again, if you're in the area, we'd love to have you uh, to study with you, myself, Matt, while Sam is here, Sam. Absolutely. So, I mean, we'd love to study with you and, and just, and, and talk and, and pray and study the scriptures with you. Um, so, I mean, come visit us here at West End Church of Christ. And we're just so thankful that we have this opportunity to do this here. Um, and, and for you guys, reach out on social media. Like, like we always say, as Sam did year, a year ago, you know, reached out on social media and now he's here. And so we're just thankful that we can do this. And um, it's just such an encouragement to, to see what the Lord wants us uh, to do in, in Scripture. So I really appreciate you, Sam. I'm glad you can come come through and record. Um, this has been fun. Yeah, it has. This, I, is, this has been really fun. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm very thankful to be here. You know, uh, always encouraged each time we can open up the Scriptures. You know, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter – you know, it doesn't matter what I say, what I do, or anything. What's always going to be able to help people out of holes is always going to be God. You know, God might use me or you, but it's always going to be Him and His Word. Yes, sir. You know, the God of all comfort. Who, yes, who, who does comfort come from? God. God. You know, where do we get all good things, James one seventeen? Where does it come from? God. Mm. By the grace of God, I am what I am. You know, God is the source of everything good. If there's anything good going on in our lives, because mm. of God. You know, if we're alive, moving, walking around, things are good, it's because of God. That's it. You know, so, yeah, there is a great, perfect, wonderful God who, if you're struggling, if you're having a hard time wondering if he cares, he does. Yes. He does, more than anyone ever can or ever will. And so, yeah, he cares. He ca- and he and cares. That, that's that's kind of the final message before we kind of uh, get off here is, is understand wherever you are in, in, in your life as you're listening or, or watching, um, you know, understand that uh, the the Lord does care. Um, but also understand that um, we're here to help and, and to exhort and, and a walk through. So, uh, so he cares and he's not done. He's not done with you, and he's not done with us either. Yep. So, so that that's encouraging. So, Lord willing, uh, we'll be back with another podcast probably on Monday um, next week. So, we really appreciate you guys. Be looking out uh, for the merch again. Uh, support the podcast. All those links will be under the video. And they're also on Spotify, too. So appreciate you guys. And Lord willing, we will see you guys next week. Thanks, guys.